Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Okay, well, good afternoon. Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have been answering questions sent in by our listeners. If you would like to get one of your questions on the air, just email us at info at ReformationBoise.com. Um, we've covered a whole gamut of things. If you've missed some of those questions that we have been answering, just go to ReformationBoise.com or go to your iTunes store, subscribe to The Gospel for Life. Here is the question for today. The Bible often talks about fearing God. Should Christians fear God if perfect love casts out all fear? Uh, Albert Martin wrote a book uh, called The Forgotten Fear, Where Have All the God-Fearers Gone? And when we talk about the fear of God, what we're, what we're really talking about, well, one, there is, there is a, a terrifying fear if you're in sin. You know, the Lord is not going to wink at sin. So a reminder that he hates sin is important to uh, that fear of God. But it's really being overwhelmed by the presence of God, the most, you know, the the most powerful word in the English language is God. And when you begin to comprehend who God is, there is an awe and a reverence that comes over you. One, there's a certain um, fear that's coupled with the privilege of being in his presence. Um, You know, I'm privileged to be in the creator of the world's presence. That's awesome, and there's a reverential aspect that needs to take over. We don't talk about God in trite ways. In fact, we're told not to use his name in vain um, in, in a light manner. So there's a, there's a sense in which um, when we're asking where have the God fear is gone, there's just these uh, – there's a lot of people that talk about the man upstairs and that talk about God in such trite and trivial ways mm-hmm. that they have no fear. Of, there is no fear of God before their eyes. Right. Um, uh, a lot of people have, in our culture, I think, have formed their ideas about God by watching old George Burns movies. Uh, when I was a youngster, there was a movie called Oh God, starring uh, George Burns and John Denver. And then, of course, there's a more recent movie uh, where Morgan Freeman played the role of God. Bruce Almighty. Yeah, Bruce Almighty. And... um when you know God, when you, if you've really encountered the living God, uh, those, you, sh- I hate to put it too strongly, but maybe I don't. You should find those movies repellent mm-hmm. and idolatrous because that's exactly what they are. Bill, tell um, us how you really feel. I'll tell you how I really feel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, the, probably the most well-known verse uh, about the fear of the Lord uh, that gets gets quoted all the time and it actually appears in a number of places in the Bible but I'm going to quote it from Proverbs uh, chapter 1 verse 7 
the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, or other translations say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, And then it goes on, fools despise wisdom and instruction. Um, And and of course, what what it's capturing here is a sense of awe and wonder Mm -hmm. uh, before God. Uh, The word respect, I think, fits in there too. Uh, To be in awe of the living God. And, and his mighty power. But I would, also, I would also say that we need to temper that with every time in the Bible when God shows up or when, when, when God sends an angel, what's the first thing the Lord says or the first thing the angel says? Fear not. Be not afraid. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the universal reaction in the Bible in the presence of an angel, in the, pre- in the presence of God. The universal reaction is terror. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Isaiah, uh, in Isaiah chapter 6, in the th- his vision in the throne room, woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Mm-hmm. So, but, but the universe, but the, the response throughout the Bible, in fact, I think it might be the most frequently appearing commandment it is, in yeah. the Bible, is be not afraid. So God doesn't want us to be terrified, but that's not what we're talking about when we say the fear of the Lord. Right. You have this interesting thing after the giving of the of the law in Exodus 20. Um, you read, Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashings of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain shaking, the people were afraid and trembled, and they stood far off. And they said to Moses, You speak to us, and we'll listen, but don't let God speak to us lest we die. Moses said to the people, now catch what he says here. Do not fear, for God has come to test you that the fear of him may be before you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid, but have the right kind of fear. Yes. Yeah, right. There's a wrong fear. There's a right fear. Yeah. And then notice what happens. It says, the people stood far off while Moses drew near. And that's really the teaching of the book of, of Hebrews that, yes, God is awe-inspiring. He is a God beyond our wildest imagination and our comprehension. He is other than us. But the command of Hebrews is that in Jesus Christ, the safest place is actually by God, drawing mm-hmm. near to God. That's, mm-hmm. that's what you find in Hebrews 4, yeah. that we can have confidence. Why? Because of God's great grace that we have received mm-hmm. in and through his son. You know what's mm-hmm. interesting about that place in Exodus 20 is in Exodus 19, Moses comes and basically says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to bring you a bunch of laws. And, and, and I think they responded wrongly. This is my take by basically saying, oh, yeah, whatever the Lord commands, we'll, we'll do. And, and basically God's like, okay, really? And then the thunder and the lightning start hitting Sinai and Moses delivers the law to them. And then they feel the terror of the law. Oh, is that what you meant by the commands? Right. Is that what you meant? And then Moses answered in the way that he did. Um, they had a, a, a wrong type of approach to the Lord. I, I think uh, what, picking up what you said there, uh, John Murray uh, says this about the fear of God. The fear of God in us is that frame of heart and mind which reflects our apprehension of who and what God is and who and what God 
is will tolerate nothing less than the total commitment to him. So they're pretty trite. Yeah, whatever he says we'll do. He doesn't re- they didn't realize how how to- total that commitment was. Yeah. How um enforcing that morality uh, that moral nature of God was upon them and they truly did tremble, yeah. you know. Uh, if God speaks to us, we know the state of our heart. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think this question is is framed very much in the atmosphere of of evangelicalism that we live in today, which is people have basically reduced God to love, and mm-hmm. that trumps every other attribute. Yeah. And so the idea of fearing God is totally alien to us. But let me right. just read a couple of verses real quick. Psalm thirty four eleven. Come, O children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Psalm 130, verse 4. But with you, God, there is forgiveness that you may be feared. In the New Testament, Luke chapter 1, verse 50. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. The the event of Ananias and Sapphira lying against the Holy Spirit being put to death. Acts 5, 11. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all those who heard these things. Paul, in 2 Corinthians 5.11, he says, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I sense that these verses that talk about the fear of the Lord in the right way hit evangelicalism like a, a ton of bricks because we, we've reduced God to only love, only that grandfatherly kind of, it's a wonderful life picture of God, like the stars blinking in the air every time a, a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, and we've lost what it means to have the fear of God in a right, healthy way. Yeah. We yeah. don't we don't live with the knowledge of his presence. Actually for m- most people there are great moments in their life when they've been practical atheists. They live as though God is not there. And the fear of God is this pervasive understanding that God is not somewhere out there but he is here. He's uh, God says to his people I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And Paul takes, in light of that kind of promise, Paul says, let us carry our holiness and sanctification on to perfection in the climate of the fear of God. And so uh, there is because God is near, because of who he is, um, we have this, not only the understanding of his presence, but we have a constraining awareness of our obligation to him. You know, he he has placed a more you know he has placed a moral requirement upon us mm-hmm. that will only be answered in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and that's why we can not we can fear him not because he's taken the punishment that we deserve, yeah. and we can come to him now in reverence and awe, and the fear of God is really perfected in our worship of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when I think of the appropriate fear of God, um, I'm, I'm, my mind always goes back to the fourth chapter of Mark and uh, the account of, of Jesus in a boat on the Sea of Galilee with some of his disciples. And they're in the middle of the Sea of Galilee and a great storm comes up. It's nighttime and uh, the disciples are terrified and because they fear that they're going to drown. Uh, you, you know, they... Uh, there's no there's no radio to call for the coast guard to come and help them uh if the boat gets swamped and and goes under or capsizes they're going to drown mm-hmm. and uh Jesus is asleep in the stern and they go and wake him master don't you care that we perish and of course he stood up and he and he it, it says 
Mark says he rebuked the wind. Who rebukes the wind? And then he commanded the waves. Who commands the, wa- the waves? He said, peace, be still. Like scolding a child, and, and boom, it's calm. And it, Mark had said before, Mark, Mark said that when, when the storm was raging, they were afraid. Now, after the, now it's calm as glass, and the, Mark says the disciples were greatly afraid. In the Greek, megalon, fear. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know Greek to recognize that word, <laughs> megalon. And they said, who is this that even the wind and sea obey him? They're filled with fear. They're filled with awe before Jesus. Yeah. I really enjoy um, Jerry Bridges and the work that he's done, and he's written a ton of, of great books that I've benefited greatly from. But I still think his best book is his book called The Joy of Fearing God. And he does this opening part of the book is this study of how frequently joy and fear in the way that we've been talking about in this program appear together in the scriptures, mm-hmm. that, that joy and reverence, this joy and awe come together in, in the Bible. And so if you have not read a Jerry Bridges book, I would highly recommend that book. Um, it deals with that concept at the beginning and then moves into talking about God in his attributes. And I really do think it's, it's his best book. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you have been listening to the gospel for life real quick around the table. Where can our listeners find you at? Uh, well, you can find me here in the studio right now, but if you'd like to join us for worship on Sunday morning, uh, you can find our website, uh, christpress.org. Jonathan. You can find us at dayspringboise.com and Dayspring Reform Church. We meet at 11.15 on Sunday mornings. Excellent. Russ? Cloverdale United Reform Church, 3580 Cloverdale Road, and our website is cloverdaleurc.org. And I'm Josh. You can find us at thewellboise.com, and we have enjoyed speaking with you today. Hopefully you'll tune in tomorrow. If you want to find out more about us as a group, just go to reformationboise.com, and we will see you next time. 